Hey babes, welcome to Align by Design. I am Amy Elizabeth and together with Liz Coyles, we are Align by Design. We are bringing you human design in a way you've never experienced it before. We take you through the unsexy process of alignment so that you can tap into another level of sexy you didn't even know existed yet. All by becoming the most authentic you. We desire each of you to own your power so that you can fully experience the flow, the ease, the integrity, and the undeniable magnetism and sexiness that alignment brings so that you can create the impact your soul really desires and the income that's abundantly available to you. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Align by Design. It is Amy Elizabeth and Liz Coyles. We are reunited. (laughs) We are currently drinking our Tim Hortons tea and having a cozy afternoon by the Christmas tree recording this podcast for you guys. And it is as requested about heartbreak, heartbreak and love and love. And we're going to get into all of that and kind of sharing our our journeys, our stories through heartbreak and, and, you know, hard and sad times, emotional times, and still maintaining, you know, satisfaction and joy and success and rising in our alignment. So before we get into it, we just want to, it's actually been a while since the podcast has been out. I say this every episode now, (laughs) bear with me guys. There's a lot going on in life. Um, but there are some incredible offers at various price points right now that are going to move you into the woman that you desire to be in 2022. So first of all is priority. And that is a year long container. That was the crazy offer that I made it. And it is five, 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 $555 per month for the entire year. There's a pay in full option too. And this is getting inside of Align by Design world with two live calls a month, a Facebook group, and an opportunity to be asking your questions and get them answered. We're going to have a really big focus on embodiment throughout the entire year, month by month by month. And then we have the exhibit, which is the manifestation program. This is all about the how you manifest. This year of manifestation has been absolutely insane in all of the right and good ways and bringing you the how of manifestation to create a year that is worthy of an exhibit. And then Liz and I have a mastermind together, which is aligned wealth and really about being the woman that holds her standards, the wealthy woman standards. So if you guys are interested in any of those, please reach out and get the details. We cannot wait to be bringing you so much more in 2022, but let's end off with a bang. Yes. All right, let's get into it. So where, oh, where do we begin? (laughs) We are in such different places. So to be honest, this is like really, even for me, I'm like really going back on timelines to be like, where was I last year at this time? You know, and that wasn't even the, the height of heartbreak or sadness, but it was like being alone, being completely alone. And I remember at Christmas last year was the first Christmas where it was myself and the girl, like the girls and my son, Layla St. Hendricks, and we had Christmas alone in the morning before we joined my family. And I was like, all right, okay, you know, this is joyful and it's beautiful. And it was a little bit lonely, but it was filled with so much other, so many other elements that were really beautiful in the process of stepping into love this year. And looking back, I'm like, that was necessary that Christmas, you know 
feeling those feelings because the Christmas before was absolute chaos and tears and just a lot because it was the peak of my like right before our marriage ended and it was absolute insanity <laughs> like I can't even tell you so it's been so crazy to be on the journey and be gaining all of the information necessary for for love to enter and it's amazing to go back and reflect on that journey because there were just so it was such a roller coaster I think for both of us in so many ways and for for me personally my you know well actually no I think for both of us it was a journey that was up and down until there was just a decision that was made you know within ourselves whether that whether that was heartache meaning someone ended it with you or you chose to end it and that's where the heartbreak is either way there has to be a decision that you make and I remember that moment in time and I know you do where you're like and I'm not going to be the victim of my life anymore I'm going to choose my power and I'm going to step into it and I am going to choose my alignment in the the mess that is my heartbreak you know and and heartbreak's messy there's a lot of emotions and scars that you you know come up from past pain and it's quite the journey to go through but it's amazing to be discussing it now where both of us have been through we've weathered the storm and come out on the other side in such a a way that I can look back on that time and be grateful as crazy as that sounds I really really am grateful for everything that it taught me most of all the ability to be alone and the ability to be really happy alone and finding that happiness was the greatest gift that came from that time period even though the 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 Christmases and the big moments where you're like I just want somebody in hindsight it was such a gift yeah and as you're saying that like the reflection that I have even for you like Liz and I simultaneously go through everything in life together (laughs) so it's not the exact same time but it's the same timeline like it's it's actually wild but aligned obviously and to see like you know the standards that are being needed and required of us in this growth on the path that we want to get to and how to manage the emotions and hold the standards and then up your standards once you get comfortable in that place, right? Because at the beginning, like you said, it's messy and it's tears and it's ugly cry and it's like, why? And victim and like, you know, it's also normal, right? Like, and this is what we have to like bring in. Whatever you're feeling, you need to process. You have to process and you have to be okay with that. And then you have to decide like, what's my standard here? Who do I wanna be and how do I wanna move forward? And you kind of take that step until you're ready to take another step. Yeah. And I think for my relationship, my heart was broken multiple times over a period of a couple of years. And, you know, I definitely put myself back in that position to have my heart broken again. But the difference of that last time was that I made a choice. Uh, and, and prior to that, I had let myself show up to events with friends and events or or work, you know, just events where I had to show up and I let myself really, really dip and not give 100% at work and not give 100% to my friends because I was so in those feelings. And, And there's nothing wrong with being your feelings and leaning on your people and your friends, but there is something very powerful 
which I, that energy that I stepped into the last time was like, you don't have the power over me to let the rest of my world crumble. I will mm. work through these feelings and I will process them, but I'm still showing up and giving 100% to my friends, to myself, to my work and my clients, to you as my business partner. I was not going to let any of that dip. And it really is a choice that you make. And, and that conscious decision allows you to move differently and show up differently and your energy is felt differently. And that I think is how I learned definitely from you by you going through it at the same time, but how to hold it all mm. and know that the rest of your life, life does not have to go on pause. It doesn't have to fall apart. You get to continue your growth and evolution and expansion during the dark times. Mm -hmm. And that is a pivotal moment of that growth and expansion. And I love how, you know, that that's such an important piece to be taking away because when we're working for a different, you know, when you're working for a company, right? When you're going to work and you're putting in, people don't notice and you can kind of get away with it. But when we're working with energetics, it's like we are pulling people in. We are giving people an experience. It is us. And we have to decide who we're going to be. And this is where like the standards of wealth, being that woman really comes in because you're deciding what energetic frequency to be on, even though you're experiencing something that you don't want to experience that doesn't feel good and really is taking a lot out of you. Like I remember being emotionally drained, right? Like moments where I'm just like, oh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing left. And looking at the gifts that we have that like, oh my gosh, like I get, this is work, you know? And like, it gives us something back and we're making an impact. And if we don't show up in the way that we know we want to and hold that standard, then it also impacts other people in our world and really is the lowest frequency. Like there's no gratitude there, right? It's like, oh, I have to show up now. It's like, no, we can either take the time and space for ourselves and get ourselves together and get to show up. Yeah. And knowing that having standards doesn't mean that you are, you know, superhuman and you never dip mm -hmm. below them. You know, there were absolutely nights where I had cried all night and woke up in such a state that I had to move calls. I had to cancel them. I had to rearrange because my standard was showing up to give a hundred percent and I knew I couldn't possibly deliver on that that day. And yeah. so, you know, I, I made changes that were necessary in order to be able to hold that standard. It just looked a little different that day. And I also really focused on joy and desire, right? Tapping into my sacral was one of the most important things that I did because there's opportunity in every moment to be able to find joy and to be able to find happiness and experience it, you know, really experience the duality of, of life. But again, that's a choice that you have to make and to allow yourself to let in and receive the happiness and the joy at the same time. And I found that the more that I dedicated myself to my happiness even if it was small moments like for me it would be to take a drive along the coast it was to sit and listen to the waves crash it was to go take a sound bath you know and a lot of those things I did by myself and and again a lot of this was we were going through COVID so there was that element of it mm -hmm. too but even even if you're not well we are now but I mean you're not in the thick of COVID and things are open and you have that opportunity with friends, the one piece of advice I would give to you is, is to not 
deprive your joy or postpone it so that there's somebody that you can enjoy it with. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember at the beginning of 2020, was it 2020 or 2021? I can't even remember now. But I was like, you know what? I kept saving really nice dinners. I'm like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll just make a nice dinner when I have someone to cook for. And I just was like, no, no. I'm cooking myself a steak. I'm making myself some mashed potatoes and some veggies. And I'm going to pour a glass of wine and have this. I started to let myself enjoy those moments without anybody else. And that is that was probably one of the biggest factors on my path to being totally okay being alone and she became dedicated to that like I remember that declaration and like you were like this is my like it was like a date night or like Mm -hmm. two date nights a week or you'd go to the store and like plan out what like your nice meals were gonna be and you became really devoted to that and it was more than just being okay with it. Like you said, it was finding the joy in it. Like actually enjoying, not even like looking for the joy. Like what's great here? It's like, I love this. And it almost becomes like there's um, like a TikTok where it's like, you know, like sometimes I just, I rather than being in a relationship, like I enjoy my myself and my time so much. Like that's almost to the point where you get when your partner walks in. Like you're like, just like I, no one could come into my life and I would be happy forever like this because yes. like I'm really so happy. And it's getting yourself to that point through those aligned standards. And like you said, like your standards aren't hardcore masculine. It has to be like this. It's what is an alignment for me to hold these standards. And if that means I need to rearrange a day, if that means I need a day off, if that means, you know, I need a, a vacation, I need a trip, I need to cry, I need joy, I need friends, whatever it is, like, like those are the moves you have to make. And if you don't make it, you're going to have a really difficult time stepping into that wealthy aligned woman. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that you said to me during that time that stuck with me, and I still use it to this day, was asking myself and being really honest with myself in the answer of how much of myself do I want to give to this right now? Because there are moments where I'm like, you know what? I need to give all of myself to this right now. I need Mm -hmm. to spend the next, the rest of my night on my couch, just crying and listening to my sad songs or journaling or whatever it was. And there were moments where I was like, you know what, actually, I don't want to give much to this right now. I will process this and I will dive into this, but I'm going to go meet my friends. I'm going to go take this call. I'm going to go do some work for a bit. I'm going to go catch up on my emails, whatever it was. And it's about being really honest with yourself. And again, that's where like we can dip below those standards when we really need it, but not using our heartbreak as a crutch to just let everything slip in life. Yeah. And I think like on that note too is is that your process of heartbreak is grieving. Like you're ultimately in a state of grief and we don't know what that's going to look like or what to expect from that. And I remember when it was the one year anniversary of my marriage ending, like I was like building up like it's going to be like a great day of celebration. And then I was so sad on that day. And I remember you being like, you get to be sad. Like if you're sad, like you're sad and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean good or bad or that you know you wish it didn't happen it's just you're just feeling an emotion and that's grief and we have to be able to re-navigate and not hold anything against the fact that we're feeling a, a feeling that we didn't expect to be feeling or we thought we should be feeling a different way in that moment so I think that was like a really big moment for me too of just like it doesn't matter. Like none of it matters. We just have to process it and that's it. Yeah. Be honest with ourselves. I remember hearing a quote and I wish I could remember who it was from, but 
it was talking about how the grief and heartbreak is actually us grieving the future that we feel has been taken away from us or the future that we had planned for that we never got to experience. And that really helped me in that time because it helped me stop myself from just romanticizing, you know, because tendency that when you're grieving is to just think about all those amazing times and how, you know, great that person was or all, all of the things you go backwards And when I really let myself sit with that, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, because I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with this person because Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to have a family and do all the things. And that's where part of grief was sadness. Part of it was anger. It was Mm -hmm. like, you took this away from me. But then that's where I leaned on my faith and trust in the universe of the universe would never, never take me off of my path to, to punish me for something. It would never take me off of a path that was meant for me. So this clearly wasn't meant for me. Now, does that make it easy in the moment? Absolutely not. The pain is still there. The anger can still be there. But so is the trust that this is all unfolding so that something incredible can can come together. And that, I think, was where I was able to start pulling myself out of that getting stuck in what it was supposed to be and really allow those pieces to just fall off so I could really start to open myself up to what was meant for me and what was coming and what I deserved. Exactly. Exactly. And what you wouldn't stand for anyways, you know, and like once you end something or something is ended, you also see why it shouldn't work, you know, and especially when you're on your path of alignment, you're like, well, that's not aligned for me and that's okay. And you needed to experience this for the alignment to come in and, and for your growth. And I think the end of relationships really symbolizes personal growth. You were not able to grow anymore, whether it's that person or you or you together. Growth wasn't happening and evolution wasn't happening and the universe, God, source wants you to grow. And if you are stalled, then there, it's like this needs to rearrange. It can't be. And if you can look at that in your life and be like, oh, this is just me growing. Like this is a gift. Yeah, because we tend to, you know, forget those moments that we, I'm speaking generally here, but really I'm speaking for myself, those moments that I would like lay in bed after we would argue about something that I didn't know why we were even fighting or I'm crying in bed before going to sleep and I'm thinking to myself, I can't do this for for the rest of my life. This isn't how I want to feel. This isn't how I want to communicate. This is not, this does not feel good. And then when the universe starts to say, yeah, yeah, I hear you and I agree with you. And now I'm going to start moving around some pieces in your life so that we can rearrange. We hold on to the things that aren't actually working because they make us feel safe. So it's mm-hmm. also like letting, like trusting the rearranging, trusting yes. all of it, all of the moving pieces. And that goes for anything in your life. I think when we are desiring something that involves change, we can tend to hold on to our current status quo because mm-hmm. it's comfortable we're looking for the how right Mm -hmm. our mind wants to go to like well how is it going to work and we don't know yet yeah so that yeah you know it just it's it takes a lot of surrendering and a lot of trust and a lot of just diving into being good with yourself and Mm -hmm. that's where I think the most power came from because I started to really work on every other part of my life and really focus my energy there make sure that I felt amazing there, make sure that my standards were being held high there and everything just started clicking. And mm-hmm. all of the other things I was desiring in my life, you know, the the, the clients, the wealth, the be able, being able to travel, the being able to treat myself to luxury, being able to be generous with my family, all of that, all of that started coming when I let go of that other part of my life that I was holding on to. Mm-hmm. 
And that was just the next step that was necessary in my growth in my alignment and it was also preparing me to become the person that I needed to become in order to attract in yeah my next partner yeah as I'm sitting here looking at her gorgeous (laughs) ring (laughs) (laughs) and I think that that was a huge moment for me too of just like my life is going to be amazing like up to like you know the the place where I am just like everything is thriving everything is incredible before that person comes in they're not here to fix anything they're not here to replace anything they're here to enhance life and I remember when I was buying my outdoor fire pit I was like oh you know I'm just gonna get this one it was a little bit more less expensive and then I was like it was gonna take months to get there like the summer would be over and then I was like, I actually want that one, the more expensive one that's going to be here sooner. I'm like, like that's that's what I want, you know? And I was like letting myself have what I want to build the life exactly how I wanted it to be before anything else could be added into my world because nothing at that point needed to be fixed mm-hmm. or better, you know? And I think that's an important like piece of your seeking that joy. Like, is your life right now at the place where like everything is really great and you're completely feeling that success or that peace or that satisfaction or that surprise on a daily basis. If not, that's where your focus needs to be. And that's where you get to dive into work. You know, I remember also being like, I'm just focusing on work. Like I'm off the dating apps. I want the summer to be about my family, my kids, my friends, memories, moments. And work. I want to dive into work. And I was like, I feel like a weirdo saying that because <laughs> everyone else is like, ah, you don't have to work, oh, whatever. And I'm like, but I want to. Yeah. Right. And it's that declaration of making everything like amazing. It's funny, as you brought up dating apps, that reminded me also of a huge lesson that I learned in kind of my journey from heartbreak to love, which was allowing myself to make my own rules and do it my way. There are so many people that will have an opinion, you know, for, for my personal journey, it was, Liz, you, I am very picky. I'm a very picky person. <laughs> and I had high standards for just the energy that I was desiring to be around. Again, I got so freaking happy putting my face masks on and having a glass of wine at home. And I'm like, you gotta be something special to get me out of my house. Uh, date. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's for a generator too. So let's <laughs> take a lot. Um, but I had people that are like, you, you, Liz, you have to get out there. You have to go on dates. You know, you need to get on apps. That's the only way you're going to meet people. There are all of these beliefs that people were, were, you know, imposing on me, their personal beliefs projecting onto me. And that was not going to fly with me. I decided I hear you and there is some logic to what you're saying, but it doesn't feel good to me. Deep down, I did not truly believe that apps were going to be the way to find my person. You know, part of that was just because that's what I believe. Part of that's because I also know I have a fourth line. I love to connect with people. I love to, you know, I'm not saying you need a fourth line to, to have that desire. I'm just saying I just knew. I just knew that I was going to meet somebody through somebody or out socially and that's what it was and so that's what you desired she's a non-specific manifester so her desire was not to meet someone there I want to want to feel organic I want it to feel like an adventure you know fun yeah 
So that was another lesson that I learned too in that journey was if it doesn't feel like it's your path, then it's then it's not. Mm-hmm. It's simply not. The universe is not going to create this pathway for you that feels like struggle and feels like it's annoying and feels like, oh, I got to like go do all these dates and, you know, mm-hmm. no, that's not... That's not going to be the path for you. And there are people, like one of my girlfriends, who was also single at the time, loves dates. She was going on like two or three a week. She was going on FaceTime dates. She was doing like <laughs> date all of the things. And she loved it because for her, she's a 4'6". And so she just loves to meet people. She just loves to connect and you know, for her, she was like, whatever, I met someone new. Like, it's a new friend. I'm like, ah, I don't want any more friends. I don't need any more friends. So it's just being true to yourself and not allowing the doubts or the fears of other people, uh, you know, in your circle or close to you or, or whatever it is through, you know, your media consumption or whatever it is. Don't let other people's fears and doubts and limiting beliefs become your own. Don't adopt yeah. them. Really trust yourself on what feels good for your your path to finding somebody. And Liz does a really good job at not taking in pressure. Like, like people would almost like pressure you. You're supposed to do it this way or how else? And you're just like, I don't know. It just will. It just will. Like releasing the pressure that it needs to be on a timeline or it needs to look a certain way. Or if it doesn't feel good, you have to still do it. Like it's releasing the pressure because if you're not ready, it's not going to happen anyway. So what's the point of feeling pressured to make something happen that isn't what you want? And it's, that's where I am so strong in my faith in the universe, mm-hmm. you know, and holding your faith doesn't mean that things have to make sense. Like you can be in the thick of it and be like, this isn't my life is falling apart. It feels like it's falling apart. And this makes absolutely no sense, but I trust you. Yeah. I trust you universe. And I trust myself to walk through this. And that, that faith was always what got me through. Mm-hmm. I knew I was not destined to just be alone. Now, were there nights where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be alone forever? Like, yeah, I, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I felt that. But ultimately, I would quickly shift out of that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, 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 no. And then that's where I, I would always say, the universe has not gotten me this far to just make, like, punish me now for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. No, it gets to keep getting better. It's just holding that faith and knowing, too, that, as much as it's about you, like there was a long time where I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I am so ready. I'm, I'm prepared. It's also about the timing of your partner that's coming mm-hmm. in, you know, the new person that you're drawing in, like they have to be ready too. you know, you guys have to be vibing at the same frequency to be even able to notice each other in a room. And so that's too, where trusting the process and trusting that it's worth the wait. And I always believed that too. I was like, I know there will be a moment in time where I'm sitting with my future partner and I look at him and I'm like, thank God. Thank God it didn't work with anybody else. Thank God I never let the pressure get to me and let that, you know, make my decisions for me. Because it is it Because is it does, it. and it does for people, right? All the time. And that's that, like this is what we're talking about. These are the standards. And you have to be clear on those standards and you have to be aware of when you are dipping below and how to pull yourself back up because you're like, you know what you want and you know how you want it to feel. And if it doesn't feel like that, it's a no, even though it's a temptation, right? It's a temptation to like, good, but we're here to be excellent. Yeah, It's here to feel amazing, you know, and not just good. 
And you don't have to explain those standards to anybody. Mm-hmm. I remember having a date set up and he he had picked the location and it was right by him. <laughs> and he was like, you know, why don't you come to Venice? I was like, okay, that sounds good. What do you want to do? Let's catch a sunset. Okay, great. Then he had texted me that afternoon and said, hey, what time works for you? I said, how about five? He said, ooh, I have a call (laughs) at four. How about 5.30? So right off the bat, I was like, just tell me what time. You need, like, don't ask me what time. And then, you know, if you know that certain times don't work for you. And I said, okay, sure. And then I said, so what's that the plan? That annoyed too, to me. She's like, I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> and then I said, so what's the plan? He's like, uh, there's this hill that we can sit at. If you want, we can like walk around and find a spot. And in that moment, I was like, no, 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 no. First of all, I want somebody who's like, hey, how about Tower 23, 5.30 p.m., do you like red or white wine? Like, mm. that's what I wanted. And this, the lack of communication and the, you know, planning around himself, all of that, I was like, I'm dipping, I'm dipping, I'm mm-hmm. dipping. No, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't go. And I'm, yeah. you know, and for some people that wouldn't, like for some people that wouldn't be dipping below the standards, right. that's fine. But for me, it was, and I had to trust myself on that journey as crazy. Like I had friends who were like, that's, that's kind of harsh, you know, yeah. <laughs> or another, I remember another date that I went on that right away. I was like, no, but on that first date, he had asked me on a second and he was a pilot and he was like, you know, that was his passion. And he had a two-seater plane. He's like, hey, for our second date, I was thinking we could fly to Santa Barbara, watch the sunset, grab dinner, and then fly back to L.A. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so fun. But, like, I, I know that's not going to be a satisfying experience for me because it was him that, you yeah. know, the connection wasn't there. And I had friends, too, who were like, really? Can't just, like, go one more date with the guy? Like, come on. And that's just – I wasn't willing to sacrifice my – time and knowing mm-hmm. I wasn't going to feel great in it. It wasn't a clean exchange of energy just to have that experience. Like yeah. I was like, I will get to have an ex- gorgeous experience in that, you know, a little plane one day, mm-hmm. but it's not with this guy, you mm-hmm. know? So it's really listening to yourself and not, not feeling the need to explain yourself mm-hmm. to anyone yeah. of why something's a yes or why something's a no. Yeah, completely. Just trusting what feels good, trusting your authority and trusting your moves in that. And I think when you have all of those pieces of awareness, well, I know, obviously then you make the right decisions and then the right person gets to show up, you know? And it, it, it really is, is like when we don't, I think for myself anyways, it's like when we're not able to hold yourself to an accountability like these standards plus like know what you want plus have the consciousness to be like all right well like this sounds great and it's tempting but no then we're not really ready anyways you know and it's just like trusting that journey and trusting that process and also detaching from it meaning anything like it's just I remember going on a date with somebody too and and he was like, okay, like what's our second date? And I was like, you know, like, no, there, there's no second date. I was nicer than that. <laughs> you know? No. no. <laughs> but, um, and he's like, well, I'm so confused. Like why? Like basically being like, I'm great, you know, like this seems great. And it was just no reason, you know, besides that connection for me. And that's it. And there doesn't need to be anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know? That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I also think that's one of the most honest places you can be. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel that pressure to like go on the second date so they don't hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. And I learned that if I just say, listen, you're, you are amazing. You're great. I, I don't feel that connection. I don't feel that spark. Nobody can argue you on yeah. how you feel. And I think something that a lot of people struggle with in, in finding love and looking for love is the fear of running out of time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting older. Oh my God, I can't go to another Christmas single or this pressure that we put on ourselves. And when we allow for that fear to be a, a prominent energy, we dip below our standards and we start accepting less. And then we accept less and when we know it doesn't feel good and we stay, like, you know, we, we'll jump into a short-term relationship with somebody and then, mm-hmm. you know, six months pass, 12 months pass, and we get out of that relationship and we're right back where we started. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we dipped below our standards because we jumped into something that didn't feel good. Yeah. So don't allow that pressure of time to become your, like, to dominate you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, time is, is not your enemy. Time is your best friend. Yeah. And this is, again, where the faith of the universe comes in because... The universe is moving all of these pieces to get you and this person into the perfect place at yeah. the perfect time where you meet. And that takes time, you yeah. know? And that was another thing that I said to myself. I'm like, I know I'm a great catch. I know I am. I deserve a, a love that I'm desiring. And the type of person I'm desiring isn't somebody that I'm just going to meet mm-hmm. on any corner of the street. It's going to take time for the universe to put us in the same place. Yeah. So I trusted in time rather than making it my enemy. Yeah. And I think an important part on my journey too was um, like not making your past be shameful, right? That someone won't want you because of that. I, I remember obviously being a single mom of three, like my kids are with me full time. And I was like, gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, you're not just loving me, but like you're essentially required to be in love with my three children who are with me all of the time. You know, it's 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 difficult to get me alone. And you're going to have to be willing, not just willing, excited. You're going to have to be excited. You're going to have to be into it. You ha- you're going to have to want that. And I was like, that's a lot, you know? And then my ex, like his whole story and our story together was like really messy. It was really a very, um, not, it's a, it's a very big story. (laughs) It's a very big story. And it's, it's frankly very like messed up. So it was like the part of me was very embarrassed about that. Like I remember saying to you, like how embarrassing is it to like share, like, so you go on a date, like, you know, what happened with you and your ex, obviously you're adults and you're having conversations like this, getting to know someone. And like, that's embarrassing. Like, it's like, it's, it's insane. So I was like, you know, someone's going to have to be fully willing to accept that too. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot to accept and be good with, you know, especially coming into the children's lives. So it's making your past not mean anything about you, especially when like, this is why the dedication to your growth and your evolution and your alignment in yourself in that process is so essential because you have to detach from that meaning anything about you and knowing that your person is going to take all of that, you know, willingly, excitedly, acceptingly, and being able to support that. And you have to be willing. This has been a huge lesson in in my relationship now is like, there's moments that like, I'm, you know, as we say, like, you know, you're on your healing path and journey, but like, I've never experienced these before again, right? These moments or these opportunities for these emotions to arise until now. 
And it's like, how do I process that? Am mm-hmm. I in my standards? Am I holding myself to the, the place I want to be? And to be honest, there's moments that I've dipped and I'm like, that's not okay. So what needs to happen here? How do I need to look at this and come at it with a different perspective and evaluating, is he going to be able to support me through all of this and being radically honest with that, right? And these are the hard things that we then enter into a relationship. And I think that's where a lot of people like struggle too, because they want to say the word bypass, but they don't expect it to happen. So they ignore it and, or just like, no, it has to be done because that didn't go well. Right. You've never experienced that before until you're in that relationship again. Right. So you have to be, have that grace inside of something new. Yeah. There will be things that come up. There will be old wounds or old limiting beliefs or just Mm -hmm. scars, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of resurface and, there has to be, like you said, it's grace. It's willingness yeah. to, again, be able to hold space for both. And, you know, I remember that time too where it was like, can somebody love me and all my kids and everything? And it's like, of course. And that's where having your people are so important yeah. because sometimes you just need that reminder. It can be, it can feel lonely being alone, you know? Mm-hmm. It really can. And and not all the time, but it can feel like sometimes you just need that reminder mm-hmm. that of, of course you are worthy of the love that you are desiring and yeah. of course it's on the way for you and sometimes those reminders from your nearest and dearest are what help you get through. <laughs> help you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the difference too between, this is what I really established too, is the difference between the word lonely and alone, right? And I mean, I guess it can go both ways. As I just said that I saw a different perspective, but I I was alone and I was okay with being alone and happy with being alone. And life was literally like amazing being alone. And I wasn't lonely, right? I had you, I had my friends, I had my family, I had my kids. Like I was not lonely, but I was alone. I was experiencing life alone, mm-hmm. you know? And the other side of that, I guess someone could be like, you know, I'm not really lonely because I have friends and I have things to do and I'm busy and you're alone, right? So I guess whatever way you want to play on those words, but that's how I really saw it was like, I'm living life alone, but I'm not fully lonely. I'm just alone yeah. and that's okay, but it's also okay to not want to be alone. You know? Yeah, but that's where, you know, like anything that you are desiring to manifest into your life, you first have to be really good with where you are. That's like step one in being able to even be open to receiving the next mm-hmm. thing. You have to be good. So you have to be good being alone. And, you know, you you can have moments of loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know, there were absolutely moments of loneliness. But yeah, I got to a place where overall... I didn't feel lonely. I really enjoyed my company. I dated myself. I had fun. And all of those things made me feel really satisfied with where I was. I felt in a good place with where I was while still holding so much excitement for knowing that this person was coming in and life was going to change and this Mm -hmm. wasn't going to be like this forever. And then that faith also allowed me to soak up and enjoy those moments even more. Like moments in my apartment where I would sit and almost go down this path of like, oh my gosh, another night where I'm just sitting here by myself. And then I quickly, you know, that awareness became so strong for me that I was like, no, 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 no. Another night that I'm by myself, there's going to be a time where this isn't even my apartment anymore. <laughs> this is my first apartment I've ever lived in alone. I'm going to soak it up and I'm going to stay up late and I'm going to play my guitar and I'm going to do all the things I like to do because 
these moments are temporary, you know, they're not going to last forever. So I might as well make the most of it rather than sitting and dwelling in my loneliness. Right. And the other side too is like remembering that you can't want someone because you're alone. That's not a good enough reason, right? So if anyone's sitting there being like, you know, well, Christmas would be nicer to experience with someone else. That's not a good enough reason for the universe to deliver your person, right? You have to like think bigger. Like what do you, and I think that's where a standard in relationship, like how do you want to feel in that relationship? What is, what is your communication like? What, what do you guys do? What do you enjoy? Like what are you building in life? How is that enhancement happening? Not just because, you know, I would like support at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's not good enough. And the universe will never deliver when that's all you're thinking about. There was a quote that I read years ago and it has stuck with me always. It was, I'd rather be alone than staring in the wrong eyes. Ooh. And I love it so much because I'm like, yeah, like I could have someone to sit and have this Christmas with. I could have that date for the wedding. I could, but like really at the end of the day when that person's with you, are you feeling fulfilled? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling great? Are you feeling like your cup is totally full and overflowing of joy and happiness and all the things no right and that's where I got really good being alone too and I'd always say that to myself I'd rather be alone than staring in the wrong eyes yeah and it takes a lot of personal power to be holding this again and again and again right and this is where we've become so incredible at manifesting because we've allowed ourselves to understand our minds to become hyper aware to know our conscious and subconscious patterns and to change them mm-hmm. again and again and again and again and not be like, God, I already did this, you know, or like, why does this keep happening? It's just like, boop, again, boop, again, adjust. I need to, I need deeper support here. Having a hard day, this is coming up again. Like you have to be willing to be doing the work in order to manifest, in order to be on that frequency, in order to bring it all in. Otherwise you're just moving through life, you know, and you can't manifest like that. Mm. We were having a discussion about something else in our Entice Mastermind call yesterday. And one of the questions was, you know, how do you listen? So she was a sacral authority. How do you listen to your sacral, you know, when you have all these other things going on in your head, right? So it's like, how do I experience joy when I've got my mind saying, you're sad, you know, sit sit at home, sit in your bed, you know, you, you don't deserve this or whatever it is. So all of those, those thoughts and what helped me was really actually visualizing myself sitting at a table separate from every energy center in my body. So mm-hmm. I, everybody pull up a seat. Sacral, well, you say what you got to say. Okay, ooh, I desire to go sit down at the beach right now. You know, but my mind's going to come in and say, no, you've been crying all night. Da, 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 da. You don't have enough time. You know, we need to sit in this sadness, whatever it is. I let all of the different voices have a seat mm-hmm. at the table and then this is where human design is so amazing. I'm like, and I'm a sacral authority. So yeah. I'm going to let everybody talk, but sacral, you get to trump whatever's happening at the table. And when we choose to do that, especially as sacral beings, guys, we get to generate energy. Our mm-hmm. sacral's always leading us on that path to the path of wherever our highest self is meant to go. Even if it is one small thing at a time, you know, the, the music, the cup of coffee, the sitting by the beach, all of those little things get to generate energy for us and they get to pull us out of those moments. So it's not like, you know, I didn't hear any of those negative thoughts and heavy thoughts and sadness. It's that 
I, I made space for them, but I didn't allow them to overpower. To yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And you can do that with really any, whatever your authority is. Like that's an incredible visual and practice to be doing. All right, you guys, there's so much more to go on this and we want to share all of it. I feel like this was a really good opening and beginning of the process and really helping in the depth of that darkness and that sadness and that heartache, the grief and the growth at the same time. So take whatever you needed from it. We are hoping something landed and is giving you that spark to know that there's so much more out there for you. And as long as you're on your path of alignment, it's all happening. Yeah. And if you are in the, you know, midst of the storm right now and the darkness and the heaviness, give yourself grace, give yourself love, let yourself treat yourself and choose joy and know that this is temporary. And again, time is absolutely your friend and the universe is here for you. So though it doesn't might not make sense to you right now, it will over time. And there will be a moment that you look back uh, you know, in gratitude to everything that you've been through because it's going to lead you to exactly where you're meant to go. So much gratitude. All right. We love you guys. Have the best day and we'll be seeing you soon. Bye. Bye. Align by design.